0: This is Boom! The Southeastern Commerce Podcast, brought to you by the law firm of Adams & Reese. We talk with regional leaders in trade, economic development, government, and business as we explore what's new and what's shaking from Texas to Washington, D.C., Welcome to this episode of Boom, a podcast sponsored by Adams and Reese. This is a really exciting podcast for me. I've got the two key leaders in the firm Giff Thornton, who is our managing partner, Tim Volpe, who is our chairman of the executive committee. We have the SEC covered here today. We've got a double degree from Vanderbilt with Giff, and we got a double degree from Florida, if I'm correct. With with Tim, is that right? Triple, but triple. I'm right. sorry, triple. Yeah, okay. And I do not have an SEC degree, but I'm an <laughs> LSU fan, and um, and we've enjoyed a number of good times in terms of how we, uh, as partners, enjoy our sports. And and uh, if we hear anything more, Tim, about Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt baseball. Both of us might actually my head you know. will explode. Yeah. <laughs> right?
1: Don't um, read next month's managing partner report. Then.
0: <laughs> well, we wanted to do this podcast and and specifically this topic uh, to talk about what the legal industry is seeing. You know, we spent a lot of time on the podcast talking with uh, industry leaders in commerce and where we're seeing different things. And of course, when we when we hit the pandemic, uh, unfortunately, we spent a lot of time talking about pandemic-related issues and impact of the pandemic on industry and, and working with folks trying to figure out uh, what's up and what's down. And there's no difference in the legal industry. Um, I had have had the pleasure of being in a catbird seat helping with uh, PPP issues and watch both of your leadership uh, skills and and ability to bring us really as a firm through a very very challenging um, year and situation, and not just not just some of the financial component of it we 're talking about the, you know, the human component of it and and our people and and whatnot um, i 'd like to hear from you guys and, and maybe share with our listeners um, some of the difficult decisions you had to face and how you approached them and um, how I feel like we really have gotten it right. So maybe, Giff, you, you've been on every one of those calls and on the back end of emails from people like myself saying, "Hey, what are we doing?" Yeah,
1: yeah. Thank you, Chris. It's great to be with you today. And your listeners should know that Chris chairs our COVID task force for the law firm, and and that really is a, a lead into my answer to your question. Is you know our experiences as a law firm probably resemble very closely a lot of our listeners' experiences in their own businesses. And and that is you you first are assessing this threat or this new unexpected development and its impact on your, your organization. You, you, you go from, is this something we can survive, to, okay, I think we have a plan for survival. And that starts with everybody's safety, literally, to, okay, this is how we can operate and still take care of our clients. And then it becomes an opportunity to say, as lawyers, your, your clients come to you for counsel and for advocacy, and and you know the, the labor and employment implications were immediate and obvious for how, how do I operate the law firm in this environment? And those are the same issues that our clients have. And and then beyond that, our firm works so much in and around government at the local and state and federal levels that a pandemic or any crisis tends to result in government engagement or the need for us to engage with government. And so to be able to, to do that ourselves, PPP being one example, and then be able to help our clients do it for themselves, is, you know, it, it turned out to be a very gratifying year. I mean, I started to say, I used the past tense, it's not over yet. What, you know, we're in, we're in the Delta variant stage now. But uh, I don't know, I, I think what began as an existential threat You know, became an opportunity to, 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 as an organization, to bond more closely together, and then to grow uh, in the way we take care of our clients. So, uh, I I think in a lot of ways, it's made our firm stronger.
0: You know, one of the key things I've enjoyed, if you will, and it's not much enjoyable about uh, COVID and and now with the Delta variant, but the relationships we have with our clients um, and the number of folks who we have gotten to. Uh, to really work on. I mean, you're sitting in virtual boardrooms and clients are making tough decisions. They're trying to figure out, you know, particularly early on in in, in the pandemic, do I lay off people, furlough people? And the weight of that decision is it can become very cumbersome. I mean, we're dealing with it many levels. Um, and because of things like PPP and some of the programs that came out, it made it a little bit more you know, digestible, and we were able to work it out. And, you know, wherever you are in a political spectrum, government really kind of worked well and and did a lot of things to keep us buoyed. And, um, you know, we had, we had guidance upon guidance, upon program upon program. But a lot of what we've dealt with as a law firm and, and, and what the services we provided is trying to give that comfort, And and it's been – Really, just a, an interesting dynamic in terms of our key role in, in that process.
1: Uh, part of where you were going went to the community that we get to work in at our law firm. A crisis like the COVID pandemic, you know, makes a leader really uh, feel threatened. And, and because you don't know the answers going in, and if you get isolated, then you're at a double risk. Our culture is such that you had subject matter experts that could help with specific questions but a real cadre of leadership who shoulder up and attack the problem work the problem together so so you get your mind off can i solve this to how are we gonna get through this and you know again for clients particularly for small businesses where the leadership has that risk of isolation i think that's a place where you and your practice get to get to really serve that trusted counsel role where you're you know you're that person for your client if the client doesn't have the the leadership core you know internally
0: well yeah, you mentioned the word community you know one of the things we did a lot early on in the pandemic and continue to do is work with our partners in the community um tim as as an example of that um, early on in COVID, you know, we work with uh, the chamber of commerce in, in your hometown in Jacksonville, and you know that was part of our role, it wasn't just to market ourselves. I mean, we the view is we, we need our clients and the business community to be successful in order to uh, need our services, and you you really led that uh, in Jacksonville, and maybe you can talk a little bit about your experience there.
2: Well, I agree with Giff. Uh, your involvement was key in all of that. I think we had I, I was telling. Someone the other day, we had 400 people on that uh, Teams call that really just wanted information, whether it was about PPP or about what they could, how they could navigate these totally uncharted waters. And uh, you did a great job helping people get through that process. I was very proud of the way that the firm navigated it, but just as another business looking at how to get through the COVID crisis, I thought that the firm did an extraordinary job. I mean, when you think about everybody dispersing to their homes and having the the tools to do the job, computers and phones and systems and being able to pivot like that, it was really an extraordinary and almost a beautiful thing to watch that people could actually make that change because it dropped on us from a great height. It just happened. In fact, I think I was with you during the preparation for the Tournament Players Classic in Jacksonville and we were sitting on a, what the outside lounge at a ho- at a bar and restaurant of
0: course and a, all of a sudden yes of course here's my last client development receipt I had for about eight months <laughs> if you can appreciate I thought you were going to say it was the that. last bar
2: you've been through since <laughs> I, that time You know, but, but we were sitting there and they first they said ah oh, well they're going to restrict the crowds and then they just canceled the tournament and it was surreal it was a shock to everybody who was present at the time and everybody uh, had to disperse and you're all you're thinking about what's the health of my family and i i certainly thought about what was going on with the law firm and the unknowns were significant i was very proud of the way we navigated that tumultuous time we have a great advantage as lawyers in the sense that we're an information driven profession and therefore You know, have computer in some respects will travel. You have a computer and a phone, you can practice law. um, But you can't have the personal one on one contact. That's why what we're doing here this weekend at the retreat is to me so important i mean I'm, some of my partners i haven't seen in you know c- going on almost two years now and a big part of our business is relationships and we enjoy a great deal of collaboration inside our law firm cross-selling and interconnectivity among our offices and when you're trying to do all of that remotely there is a component of it that is lost. The the opportunity to mentor young lawyers is lost a little bit whenever you're trying to do so at arm's length across a telephone line or a team's call rather than one-on-one. I learned to practice law across the desk from a senior partner in the first firm I worked for. And when you can't have those experiences, it changes the dynamic of the culture of your firm. It changes the dynamic of how you go about uh, teaching the business of law to young lawyers. Um, as you said, those problems were the same kinds of problems that many of our clients had. I mean, but you know, candidly, some of them had difficulty even surviving because they were restaurateurs, they were people who required their workforce to be present in a plant and actually constructing or building something, manufacturing something. And so everybody had to sort of chart their course through the process a little bit differently, but just in a, using yourself as an example, I mean you had a you had a wonderful pivot to go into the PPP realm and become an expert on that for our clients. And I don't think we had a client that didn't want to talk to you about what your expertise was on PPP because it was so impactful, as you say, a government program. And we sit at that crossroads of government and business, and it was important to be able to help our clients chart that really difficult path and so uh
0: kudos to you for making that pivot well thank you for that you know i remember that day and and actually was a moment for me we were at the island girl smoking a cigar getting ready hopefully to go watch some golf at the players in 2020 when the gravity of the situation hit me that we were not as spectators going to be allowed to go and we began having conversations as a firm, and and we had candid conversations. What, what's the impact to us? And only two weeks later, did the CARES Act get passed? In two weeks, without objection from any member of Congress, the CARES Act got passed. You know, we we beat ourselves up, and we've got a lot of political problems. But to do that, and the impact of that, it's extraordinary. It, it is it, it, it absolutely um is impressive to me and and then yet you you think you know march 27th 2020 when the cares act was signed into law you know here we are now in in august of 2021 a lot of time has come and passed and uh, the legal profession the services that we provide um have changed dramatically you know we're sitting here um for our listeners we're on our firm retreat this is the first in-person Opportunity we've had to see our our partners Tim as you mentioned in a number of months since February of 2020 and it's great as a social human being this is like right. I mean I just I, I miss this a lot sure. um, but you know we've spoken a lot so far in our in our internal meetings about our profession is going to change right this virtual um, concept you know in GR we would do a lot of DC fly ins and we go spend a week. Uh, meeting with four or five congressmen, Um, we can do that in three hours remote on a virtual thing without going through security and without going through flights, and our markets, it's going to change, or it is changing. I would like to hear from you guys and, uh, you know, some of the top things that you're seeing or you think is going to be most impacted. There's probably, at least uh, certainly in my career, um, you know, you mentioned earlier about um pivoting. Um my, my first pivot in my career was Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. And and Ray Cornelius single handedly showed me another whole profession that I didn't know was part of the law. And um he he with many others, but he, he was integral in creating the go zone legislation and you know there's no when when new laws are passed there's no experts in that area, right? right? So the fun part about PPP was there was nobody else that knew, knew, knew it more than me or less than me because it, it, it just had just been passed, right? Um, but with those things, and Katrina was an example of that, and you know, BP oil spill, it, it, unfortunately, we're disaster prone and, and understand uh, how those things work all too well. This is the most, obviously, the most disruptive to um, many, many lines of business one being obviously our our business legal industry so guys what what are you seeing and hearing and and what can we tell our listeners that might be on the horizon to look out for
1: i observe that disasters or emergencies or pandemics tend to accelerate things that are already happening anyway technology is advancing all the time and and impacting the way Law services are delivered to their clients. We've gone from a, a culture where a client demanded a lawyer be across the table from her in in an office where the client is to, you know, our firm practices regionally. And we were, uh, we believe, ahead of the curve in, in the concept of, of building a virtual network. Uh, where your lawyer doesn't have to be in the room with you. But the pandemic has put that pace of of innovation on steroids. I mean, you've got – and you love the ingenuity that spawned from things like developing a vaccine in record time or the Zoom technology, the virtual meeting technology that is so superior to the old uh, conference call, sort of conference – technology where there was the bad lag time where you couldn't you couldn't you know you're talking over each other all the time anyway i'm I'm babbling here a little bit but i think the pace of technology accelerating is one takeaway i think the way businesses use space will change significantly the way that support staff are used it was already changing and this will accelerate that change and that's certainly true in, in our business i think um The two biggest drivers of of expense in a law firm are people and space, and I think that what's going on in the world right now is is dramatic change in both those two uh, areas. Um, and that didn't even get to to the you know the the subject areas that you're practicing in. But those first of mind for me, front of mind for me.
0: So you, I'm not going to be replaced by artificial intelligence soon. I, I'm kind of getting a little worried here, Tim. I better uh, I better button it up. You should no, You, uh, you know, be careful. I
1: I, uh, I think trusted counsel
2: is always going to be worth something
1: in, in the client universe, and
2: that's the key yeah. in my mind. That is to the extent that you're talking about artificial intelligence that may supplant very baseline services and and but you see it already i mean law firms have changed dramatically Over my career, since now I guess next year will be 40 years, but the pace of change since the beginning of the 2000s, I think, has been vastly accelerated. It used to be that one of the key metrics was the ratio of partners to associates, and the higher that ratio, uh, the I should say, the lower that ratio was, meaning more associates equals more leverage. That dynamic has changed over the last 10 years, and now it's. Just as Giff said, it's more expertise. It's more partnership uh, centric models of law firm organization where you don't have the leverage being created by legions of young associates. In fact, we all have clients who will not pay for first and second year associate time, they, they feel they're not getting the bang for their buck that they can with somebody that is a, a more experienced lawyer. So I think Giff is exactly right, that differentiator is going to be real expertise. And whether you're... A, you're an expert for something that's brand new and nobody knows anything about it, that's a law that's been passed, or you're an expert after long years of study, I think that's going to be the differentiator. People are going to be willing continuously to pay for that kind of service and probably not so much for the baseline kind of everyday commoditized services that they might be able to get from an artificial intelligence, maybe.
0: Yeah, the technology component you both of you hit on it again I, I, it, it's kind of one of those things that i guess this is branded on us new orleanians who live through katrina um but we didn't have iphones when katrina hit we had flip phones and our those fat big blackberries we had they did not work because uh cell phone towers were down my, my mom was um, at memorial baptist stranded for katrina and for five days six days we couldn't communicate with her and it was you think about that now we have an iphone that has more computer power than the piece of equipment we put the man on the moon in our hand every day um and so to your point it accelerates gif it accelerates when you have a need and and you know when i set up meetings internally with associates and particularly when we were remote now we're back in the office and we try to do them um more in person and where we have to socially distance with masks on of course you know of course. but but we we um i force the team's meeting. And and I want to see the camera. I don't care if you're at home and you're because the, the the interaction just talking to someone and seeing them um to me is it's it's more intimate, you know, it's the it's the mentor relationship um experience. And and that's that's a very small minute component of technology that we that's coming out of the pandemic, but it's forever going to change where we are in in our profession, and I think to the benefit. I think we're going to see cost savings. Tim does a
1: great Bob Dylan. The times they are a changing. If your <laughs> if, if your time permits at the end of the program, I know your listeners would appreciate. Well, that. Well, so
0: you you mentioned so we're we're here again. I mentioned earlier we're at our, our firm retreat where the Grove Park Inn in Asheville. Um, it was funny on you know, my my ride from the airport here. The guy told me that it was a a steamy, hot day. It was 84 degrees. It was 88 degrees at 5 a.m. when I left New Orleans with about a 98 uh, heat index. So this is like fall. This is beautiful. Um, I need to mention this because it was a really neat, uh, very touching deal. The general manager of the Omni uh, property in New Orleans when I was playing baseball at Brother Martin uh, High School, Gary Froba, he was a GM there. He's now the GM here. Uh, left me a really nice note and and welcomed me at nice cheese plate and the whole bit. Um, this place is beautiful. And again, I have mentioned just to be able to um, come and, and be with our partners um, is awesome. But we're also we're celebrating our 70th anniversary and as a firm, and, and we're gonna I'm gonna try to get Tim to at least sing either in a minute here on the podcast or definitely at karaoke at some point in time. <laughs> um, but you know, a law firm to to be, you know, seventy years old and, and, and our regional you know presence and there's a lot of folks who have built this thing up. I'm very proud of it. I've been here uh, for 18 years now. Believe it or not, somehow or another I've survived, um, and I love it. And 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 you guys have come into the firm, have experiences, and are now a very you know critical success story of of where we are as a firm. I'd like as we get towards the end of our time here i'd like for you guys to to talk about um the 70th anniversary us getting together as a retreat and and um you, you know share your experience
1: chris yesterday afternoon as as people were beginning to gather here at the property laura Sillers, our marketing manager and jimmy bilbo set up a um an opportunity to film uh, individual interviews with the three questions being fondest memory of your time at Adams and Reese, funniest anecdote from your time at Adams and Reese, and then what does Adams and Reese mean to you? So, And you didn't have a lot of time to think about it. So I I came up with an anecdote or a funny story. And then that question of what does Adams and Reese mean to me? And I started thinking about partners who have come and gone over the years, and particularly those who we have lost. And I got so emotional I couldn't film it. And I just say that to say that it builds on Tim's point about being together in person. You said it as well that, man, that's that's where you're living is when you're in relationship with other people. And to be in relationship with people who you've been through some things together with, like Katrina or a pandemic, and to come out, not just having survived, but finding a way to flourish, uh, just creates bonds that are so powerful uh, and irreplaceable and it's like a salt lick. If anybody's got any farming background, you know, you want to keep going back to that every chance you can well, get.
2: Do not lick me. At any
0: I, point. Thought, I thought okay. salt, I thought it was for tequila uh, shot. I,
1: really shot.
2: Say, I don't. That's salt lick. It's uh, interesting. Look it up. Yeah, I, no, I, I'm familiar with the concept. It's a, it's I have a, property in Georgia. I'm, I'm familiar.
0: Well, no, that's heartfelt and, and means a lot, Tim. I, you know, I the, the first time. I got a chance to meet you it was in two thousand and thirteen, I believe. Yep. Um, there was the players. You guys used to do this really fun uh, brunch, and now it's evolved into one of Adam's and Reese's hallmark events. And and born out of that, you know, what I a mentorship friendship that I've gotten an opportunity to have with you um, started that day, and and you've been not just um, a partner, but but a significant leader in the firm, and. You know, tell us about your experience and, and your observations.
2: Well, you know, you can practice law by yourself. You can open up your computer and get on your phone and and work. What makes a difference in a law firm is relationships. It, when you came up to me at the beginning of this retreat... You were very genuine in your happiness to see me, and I felt it. And that's what it's all about. If you're not with people, uh, you said I'm a social animal. Well, we're all social animals. And if you're not going to stand in those relationships that GIF is talking about, that really you know have meaning through your career, then you might as well be you know a, a hermit. And uh, practicing by yourself—that is what makes a law firm—is the relationships. And you know, for good or for or for bad, uh, some of them are absolutely wonderful, and they forge lifelong friendships and relationships. And that's what makes our place, Adams and Reese, special.
0: Yep. Well, that's well said, and and people matter, and it, it makes it all work. Um, not trying to end on a competitive note, but we started off talking about the SEC. We're here. We're a week away from kickoff. One of our practice group leaders, Brad Lampley, his son's going to be playing for Tennessee this, this this fall on a gridiron. And um, LSU's going to beat everybody they play. We know that already. Course, yeah, we can. Yeah. We probably don't even have to debate it. Right. Uh, but in, in all in all seriousness, it, it, it's always fun to 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 end these on a on a fun note. You know, we missed the ability to really tailgate and be around others, and um, we're, we're getting closer to that opportunity. Delta variant is, is throwing some curveballs at us, but. Um, I'm really looking forward to the fall and and to football season. And can you believe it's already football season? It, it's incredible. Seems like well, I didn't even mention about tomorrow. the Jacksonville Jaguars came to the Superdome the other day. By the way, yeah, yeah. you got a new young gun there at, at quarterback. I mean, he's got he's got a little bit to, to learn, but he's you he, he got like two or three really top good draft picks. I yeah, feel like we, we lost say this, one already, though. That's I, I feel like we is. say this every like two or three years. though. like Jacksonville's got loaded draft picks, but right, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah well. With you. Yeah, I have. Uh, I don't have particularly high expectations for the Jags this year. But well, this this is where it always goes. I mean, if we had to lay money on a line, who? I mean, Alabama's going to win again. I mean, I cannot. I can't do this.
1: Vanderbilt baseball workouts start in October, <laughs> and we're going to see if the incoming freshmen can replace uh, Kumar and Jack Leiter. Yeah, but, I'm,
2: uh, I'm embarrassed to know kumar rocker's name i really am but only because i've been taught by my brother gif that i should know that name because he's apparently the most outstanding young pitching prospect in the major league baseball
1: right well the new york mets apparently didn't think so because they saw something they didn't like in his elbow and yanked his offer so uh, Uh it makes me wish i was a a labor lawyer or a sports agent or uh, lampley you mentioned whose son's playing for ut does a little bit of that kind of work so maybe we need to Build call, that practice area. Him but, him uh, yeah, I think Vanderbilt will take its accustomed spot at the cellar of the uh, SEC. And we can't wait for Texas and Oklahoma to join. So we'll have two additional football powers to beat up on Vanderbilt in the years <laughs> ahead.
0: <laughs> well, and, and, and well, Texas is a, is a real good baseball program. So let's make a deal. Um, and I'll be the first, I, I, I'm a big LSU baseball fan. Um, always, you know, just, I've been to Omaha, f- I think three or f- uh, four times. It's a family deal. I, I they take my dad, my brother and brother-in-law. We, we love going out there. Um, LSU Vanderbilt, June, We'll record our next podcast live from the College World Series. We, you're on. That Ooh, deal?
2: You're on. Oh, yeah. So he, that was a complete setup, you know. That he said, "Oh yeah, I'm in." Uh, yeah, the Gators,
1: right. you know, m- might come back next year. You're right. supposed to have the pitching, you know. Well, they were so so, long. It, so I was,
0: young. I wanted to get it recorded so when I when I submit my, my reimbursement, <laughs> uh, we, right. had, we yeah, have I Yeah, That's
2: right. So yeah, and, and, and we both have signed off. Give right. an eye on your Warren Buffett is available. He may need some legal counsel. <laughs>
0: That's right. Well, look, guys, thank you for your time. I know you all have a busy uh, busy agenda and all the planning you've done for uh, for the retreat. This has been a, a fun conversation for our listeners. Look for us on uh, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, every other social media that you can find us on, our website, arlaw.com. Uh, please follow us, and please, if you can, send out this podcast to your friends and, and colleagues, and we really appreciate you joining us today. Take care.
1: Thanks for listening. And if you like this episode, tell a friend. You can also find
0: transcripts, links and more on our website, adamsandreese.com.